This is Dennis Reekin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. What's up, everyone? It's Colin Likas. We are back with the Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show, courtesy Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, after a one-week break, as well as a uh, pre-recorded show around Christmas time. So good to be back live on the airwaves. Only doing WHMS tonight, though, because Illinois women's basketball is set to uh, tip off here shortly. Uh, we we've got a packed show tonight. Uh, we've got live guests from the Urbana boys basketball team already in studio. We will get talking to them shortly. Also going to be joined uh, over the phone by some boys from Tuscola later on in the show, and we'll have guests from uh, Villa Grove Heritage, Paxton, Buckley, Loda, and Leroy as well. So jam packed show, like I said, as well as our top tens that we'll unveil during the course of the evening. But let's kick things off with our three Urbana boys basketball players. They are sitting across the room from me, or standing across the room from me, I guess, because we're in a, a much smaller studio tonight without as many chairs. Uh, joined now by Chris Cross, Bryson Tatum, and Jermail Young. Guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Jermail, you get to bat lead off here, so step on up to the to the microphone. Uh, you guys, 7-7, uh, seven and seven, I mean on paper. It's a 500 record, but I know you guys have played probably one of the toughest, if not the toughest, schedules in our area. Just all kinds of teams from outside the state, tough teams from inside the state. Uh, what has it been like playing that kind of schedule so far this season? Um, playing that type of schedule gets you ready for the postseason. So that's why Coach V puts together that type of schedule. So once we play those tough guys and we come back here, we'll be more tougher and better fit for the postseason. Jermail, what would you say the toughest team was out of that group? I mean, was it an out-of-state team? Was it an um, in-state no, team? No, it was actually um, Chicago Lincoln Park. Yeah. What made them so tough? They just grit, just they all in your face, they talk trash, and yeah. Okay, okay. Bryson, I'll, uh, you can be up next here. Uh, one thing I noticed about you guys' schedule, especially during the, the, uh, the first holiday tournament you guys went to in Washington, you guys were playing on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, there was, there was no rest for you guys. What was that experience like? And I mean, I'm sure you guys got to have a nice you know, family moment as a, as a team afterward, but what was it like playing on, a, playing on an actual holiday? Um, it was tough actually. You gotta put aside all the family stuff. We go, um, we got a big goal that we trying to get to, trying to go to state and all that stuff. And so, uh, we gotta be committed to take that next level, playing on a holiday, Saturday, Sunday, all of that matters. Uh, have you ever played basketball on a holiday before? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. This is the first time we actually played on um, Thanksgiving. Okay. Would you do it again? Uh, yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Chris, uh, you're up next, you guys. Uh, then, after that Thanksgiving tournament in Washington, you guys played some games, uh, some regular season games. Then you went to the holiday tournament in St. Louis, so you didn't sure. even stay in the state. You played uh, some good teams from Missouri. Uh, tell me what that experience was like for you guys. Um, It was much like uh, the experience and the teams in the uh, Washington Tournament of Champions. Uh, they were all uh, gritty and it was tough competition, and we are just glad we could get the experience and be able to play tough teams like that that could more prepare us for the long stretch of the season. Yeah, that's the second time you guys have been in that tournament. Um, did it almost help uh, the, 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 having that previous experience in this tournament? You guys kind of knew what to expect going into it this uh, year? Yes, sir. We knew the type of caliber teams we would be playing, and we knew that we had to uh, step up our game and uh, play – more up to the level of the talent that we were playing against. Uh, we knew we had to be better than last year so we could be better than what we were last year at that tournament, and we did pretty well. 
Talking with three members of the Urbana boys basketball team, Jermail Young, Bryson Tatum, and Chris Cross. Jermail, I'll throw it back to you. I mean, I talked with the three of you guys before the season started about your expectations, what you guys were hoping to accomplish. I mean, how, how do you feel like you guys have done so far in, in trying to achieve those goals? I know we got a long way to go, but how do you feel things are going so far? Um, we did, we're doing pretty decent right now. Not so much as we thought we were going to start the year with our defense. So we'll pick that up on the second half of the season. But um, it's pretty good, yeah. Okay, what would you say is <laughs> the, the high point right now? I mean, what are you guys really excelling in that's allowing you to win some basketball games? Um, I say our driving, kick, penetration, knock down the corner threes. Yeah, we hit a lot of threes. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Bryson, I'll throw it back to you. I know Jermail just said you guys would like to, to have the defense be a little better. What are you guys trying to work on in practice uh, in order to, to get where you want to be defensively? Uh, just the intensity of defense, like making it, letting teams know when we're guarding that it's not easy to score on us, um, always making it hard to score, things like that, deflection, steals, rebounding, blocking, all of that stuff, it matters. So when we go down on the offensive side, it's, easier okay has there been a game uh, so far where you guys feel like you've maybe uh, played up to your potential defensively or uh, are we yeah. still getting there um not a, i don't think we haven't played to our full potential in a full game but we show spurts throughout many a games and quarters where we've shown we can be a good defensive team holding teams down to not that many um Okay. Uh, Chris, uh, you guys are three of the veterans on this group. I know you graduated some some key pieces from last year's team, but you got some some younger guys who've really stepped up in this group. Who are some of these younger guys we're going to be talking about moving forward, do you think? Uh, we got a lot of sophomores, and we even have a freshman on our team. We have Jamontre Young, uh, Jamel's brother. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to be a name that you'll hear in the future. Uh, Gideon. Uh, Capongo, uh, he's our freshman. Uh, he gets a bucket every time he gets in the game. Uh, we also have uh, young guys, juniors like Jamel, like Deshaun Sanders, and Mario Turner and Jeremiah Hamilton that you'll be hearing more from. Yeah, I mean, that's a it's a huge list you guys uh, mentioned. I mean, uh, the fact you got so many young guys who are contributing, I mean, just how uh, confident does it make you about the direction this program's at? Oh, yeah, I'm excited to see what this uh, program has in store for even this year and the next years to come. Uh, we've came a long way from the past, and I think each year we've done better and better. And this year we're going for a state title. Okay. And I'm sure it would be, that would be the goal next year as well. Absolutely. Jermail, I'll get you one more question here. Get each of you one more question here. Uh, your guys' next game is another interesting opponent, one we don't see around here very often. Uh, Crispus Attucks out of Indiana, pretty pretty well-known team in the Indianapolis area. What do you know? I, I believe you played those guys last year. What, what do you know yes. about those guys, and how are you preparing for that uh, different matchup? Um, we're preparing by um – doing a lot of defense and box-out drills in practice because we know last year they killed us on the boards and fast break points. And right now our transition defense, not how we want it to be, but we're working on it. So, yeah, we got to box out and get a rebound and go. Yeah, you mentioned uh, having some trouble with them last year. What would it mean to as you're heading into Big 12 play, really into the heart of Big 12 play, to get this big non-conference win going into that? Yeah, well, that would be pretty good. Um, you wouldn't want to go in there with an L, so – we get this W and move on through the Big 12 yeah. in pretty good shape. 
Yeah, absolutely. Bryson, let's talk a little bit more about the Big 12. I mean, you guys have played a few games in the Big 12 so far, but you got some good ones coming up. you got Danville and Bloomington uh, back-to-back, Centennial as well. Uh, what do you guys uh, – is there any game you guys are really looking forward to, and how do you guys feel like you're going to stack up in Big 12 play? I mean, we should look forward to every game. So, mm-hmm. you know, treat a team different than another team. Every, every game matters. Every team matters. So we just got to come out, give the same effort on defense, offensive side, and just be try to be better than every team. So that's how we win the conference. Yeah, I mean, you just led into my next question to you. Is is it a feasible goal here that you guys could win yeah, this that's Big the 12 goal, conference? Yeah, that's the goal. To win conference, win state, all of the highest goals. That's what, what we're trying to get. Very good. Chris, we'll uh, close it out with you. And this one isn't so much about opponents, but, I mean, I've, I've been to a few Urbana games. I'm planning to go to this one you guys have uh, coming up on Friday. You guys have one of the more unique uh, entrances into the game, I would say. You get all the lights turned off. you got the spotlight thrown up, the public address announcers, voices so loud you could hear it in your sleep, I'm sure. How, how cool is that for you guys, and how, how pumped up does that get you guys to play in these games? Um, we're very fortunate to have the uh, atmosphere that we have, uh, just the uh, warm-ups that we have and the cheerleaders and all the fans that come out in the band. Uh, we're, be- we're very fortunate to have the uh, support that we have, and it makes the games even more fun to come and watch. I mean, uh, you guys have been seeing plenty of other introductions in other places, I'm sure. Would you trade yours for any other one you've seen? Never. Very good. Jermail Young, Bryson Tatum, and Chris Cross basketball team. They'll be at home against Crispus Attux out of Indiana on Friday at 7.30. I think uh, I will be covering that so you can expect coverage from that game. We're going to take our first break here on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. When we come back, I will be joined by Villa Grove Heritage girls basketball coach Dan Sappenfield. Stay tuned for that. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 612 back in downtown Champaign on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential radio show. I am Colin Likas, Evan Kahn sitting across from me. Jim Rosso might stop by for a few words later, but we have such a packed show that I don't know if we're going to be able to get a, get a word in from our Champaign Central correspondent. Uh, but thanks again to our three Urbana boys basketball players for joining us on the show. Uh, Jermail Young, Bryson Tatum, and Chris Cross did a great job representing the Big 12 program. Uh, going to try and get a uh, Big 12 program again on next week, although I don't want to spoil just yet who that might be. Uh, but let's shift gears now to girls basketball before we jump into our top 10, our latest top 10. Wanted to talk with one of the teams that's been in that top 10 most of the way and has been climbing the ranks steadily. Uh, over the last few weeks, and that would be Villager of Heritage. The Blue Devils are on a roll of late. Uh, they they just they 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 played really well at the BSN Classic out in Bismarck, and right now they are sitting at uh, 13 and three on the season and on a two-game winning streak ahead of a game at Uni High tomorrow night. So I'm glad to be joined now by the coach of that program, Dan Sappenfield. Dan, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Absolutely, thanks for inviting us. Well, uh, your girls, I mean, uh, I just said it, they're off to a good start. I mean, uh, the two losses to in-state teams were very narrow against St. Joe Ogden and Unity, both by four points or less. Uh, is this about where you expected these girls to be right now? Well, uh, I was. I think we're probably a little ahead of schedule where I thought we'd be, but uh, I'm pleased with where we're at and 
pleased with how they are learning how to compete with the, the better programs in the area. Yeah, I mean, you guys started off with a, a tough schedule, too, in the Falcon Bunny Tip-Off Classic. You, you got uh, off to a 2-0 start, played St. Joe Ogden, uh, then had to play Monticello, then you played Tuscola. I mean, how much did those games prepare your girls for what was to come, especially in that rugged BSN Classic in Bismarck? Well, I think it uh, paid big dividends for us, especially when you go against the Fisher Tournament. Had some tough teams in there, and then we got to the championship with St. Joe, or actually it was before the championship game. And St. Joe's just a solid program, so anytime you have a chance to uh, compete with them, and we felt like we had chances to win, but St. Joe found a way to uh, to take the win. But I, I think it paid dividends for us going forward, and then getting a chance. Anytime you go against Tuscola, they always put tough defense on you, and you just got to be uh, able to execute. And we were able to find a way to execute that night, even though we didn't have any uh, subs that night. We were uh, we only played with just five girls that night, and we found a way to get through it. Wow. Okay. I didn't did not realize that, or maybe I did realize that and put it out of my memory on accident. But that's even more impressive then. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of coaches I talk to, you know, even when they go on these big long winning streaks, and like your girls did after that loss to St. Joe Ogden, uh, your girls uh, won seven games in a row after that. They almost almost always say, you know, we learn more about ourselves from this this close loss, this competitive loss, and the big wins. Do you feel like you learned a lot about the girls from that St. Joe game? Oh, I, I definitely learned a lot about that and the the team learned a lot about themselves i think pulling together you know knowing how to uh, fight through those battles i think that's an important part like we say we, we don't feel like we lost we felt like we learned and i think that's an important part as long as you keep learning from those experiences they'll hopefully come into a better opportunity down the road for you Sure. Well, let's uh, j- dive into the BSN Classic Classic as well before we talk about some of the individual players that are making this success happen. I mean, you, you went in with a, that loss to Unity Fresh, and then you guys had Bismarck, you had Lexington, you had Unity again on the schedule. Well, Unity wasn't a guarantee on the schedule, but they wound up on your schedule. And, I mean, you, you guys beat all three of those teams. Your only loss over there was to Benton Central out of Indiana, which, uh, by all appearances, seems to be a pretty good program uh, out of state. So, I mean, just... Uh, again, what did you learn about the girls at the BSN Classic and how nice was it to see them perform so well? The biggest thing we learned is the determination and the will to win. I mean, these girls came over there and they, they really felt like they could compete in that tournament. We knew it was a tough competition. I mean, a lot of those teams are in your top ten all year long and we just wanted to come out and make a statement that we can play with those teams, and they did. And I think the big part was defensively. You know, they just found a way to dig in defensively to uh, create more opportunities for our offense because we feel like that's our best offense is our defense. Talking with Villa Grove Heritage girls basketball coach Dan Sappenfield. Uh, it's it's so tough for me to highlight just a single individual girl on this team. It feels like whenever I'm writing up prep highlights uh, for your team, I've got about five different girls I could put in as a leading scorer on a given night. Uh, but, I mean, most recently the one who got the most attention was Kylie Block because she scored her 1,000th career point during that BSN Classic. So I guess let's start with Kylie and just uh, what it meant to that program to watch her get that 1,000th career point. Well, it was a... It was a very big night for Kylie. Unfortunately, we we were off by two points when we uh, we thought she had 17. We knew she had 19 going in. Her and her mom and I both worked on the numbers on that. Well, there was a mistake in the huddle app, so we didn't even realize. Unfortunately, she scored a thousand points until we went back with the scorebook, went back to the video to determine that she did actually hit a thousand points. And it was great because her family was in town, also from Florida, to see her uh, experience that uh, for herself. But Kylie just 
you know, she's just a special player, has a deep passion for the game of basketball, and just continues to improve every year and just a great leader on the court and off the court as well. Well, another girl who uh, it's one of one of those athletes who uh, sometimes I feel like we, we write about kids for more than the four years they're actually in high school because they start doing things as a freshman or maybe early as a sophomore. I think Alaya Holloman would fall into that category. It just seems like we've been writing about her forever is what it feels like at this point. What can you say about her impact on this uh, basketball program? Alaya just knows how to score the ball. I mean, it doesn't matter if she's shooting a three or she can get to the basket. Uh, she just has a real nose to get to the hoop on there and just continues to get better. But the thing, we were very pleased with Aliyah more than anything. We know she can score, and that's a given. It's how much her defense and her rebounding helped us in that uh, Bismarck tournament because that, that was a huge difference for us by having her commit to both ends, and she did a great job of that. So we were very pleased with that. Well, and uh, let's talk about some of the other girls as well. I know Jordan Ray, Samantha Campbell are two other girls who have topped the scoring chart at different times. Uh, I, I feel like there's multiple other girls I'm missing. Just uh, let's talk about uh, the contributions of some of these other girls. Yeah, they uh, they keep coming up with uh, different leading scores, each, like you said, each <laughs> week. We've had uh, five different players in double figures throughout the uh, season. Uh, Jordan is probably our best defender, and just she has a, a uncanny ability to find the open person. I mean, she's averaging like 5.2 assists a game. She, but to her fault, sometimes she wants to pass too much. We need <laughs> Jordan to look to score because Jordan can score, and she's a very efficient scorer. But she's just so darn good at passing. And then Sandy Campbell, probably the most athletic kid we have on the team, and the, I mean, she just keeps getting better and better. Uh, moved her to the point guard position, and that's just really allowed this team to kind of explode a little bit more because she's just so dynamic. And when Sammy uh, can finish at the hoop, because she can get to the hoop when it, pretty much whenever she wants, she's just an athlete, and it's pretty special what she can do on the court as well. But there's one girl that kind of goes underneath the radar. It's only played for a year and a half. We have to keep in mind ourselves she's only played for a year and a half with Maddie Burwell. I mean, if you watched any of our games, you'd be like, wow, that girl's a pretty special player. She leads us in rebounding. She makes the baskets when we need them. You know, but to think that she's only played a year and a half is really just unbelievable what she's done in that time period. We're so fortunate she decided to come out and play last year. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, what's coming up for your girls. As I mentioned at the top, uh, you guys have Uni High on the road tomorrow, a much improved Uni High team over the last few years. Then you got to go to Cerro Gordo Bement. Uh, you also have a trip to Tri County coming up before the uh, Lincoln Prairie tournament. I mean, this is, this seems like it's going to be a, a good stretch of games to get your girls pre prepared for the conference tournament. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, we uh, the girls are, they've got some goals set for themselves, but they know that you know they just got to keep working and. And continue the defensive, you know, pressure. If they continue to continue to work with the defense, I think they'll be fine. I, I believe we can score. It's a matter of uh, can we shut down the other team. And Uni High's improved a lot, so that'll be a good test for us on Tuesday night. And you know, then we move in next week with three games in a week, which is a lot. You know, one week, especially one of that tournament. But I hope it prepares us well for it. Well, uh, you guys are off to three and zero starting Lincoln Prairie play, so definitely have a, a good chance. I would figure of faring well in that tournament, but of course, that's not the end all be all. I'm sure you'd like to win that tournament, win the conference regular season title, but I'm sure there are other expectations and goals for this team. So, what is uh, maybe not necessarily the ceiling for this group, but what is the hope for this group as we get closer to to uh, regional sectional time, things like that? 
Well, the biggest hope and the goals of the kids is to obviously win, you know, the conference title. You know, we haven't done here. Tri County has just dominated in this conference, and they still do have a tremendous team. So, we we want to uh, be able to win that conference tournament. We host the conference tournament at home. That'd be nice to do it right on our home court if possible. But that's not the end all, as you said. They they really feel that they can get a regional championship, and you know, it's the best team we've had here in several years, and. I don't see a reason why they shouldn't have that as a goal and work hard to try to achieve that. Philly Grove Heritage girls basketball coach Dan Sappenfield. Dan, thank you again for joining us on the show, and uh, good luck to the girls moving forward. All right. Thanks for your time. Well, I, I see we, we have a new entry into the into the room. Welcome, Jim Rosso, back to the show. Hello, Colin. I'm glad to listen to you. Good all, good to hear from Dan all the time, mm-hmm. uh, doing big things, athlete of the week. Yeah. Kylie Last Block. Week. Yep, Kylie Block was our athlete of the week. Uh, yeah, Villagrove Heritage basketball on the whole, boys and girls doing really well over there right now. So uh, good to get some representation. And we're gonna we're gonna talk with another girls basketball coach, Paxton Buckley Lotus Nathan Lawler, a little later on in the show. But before we do that, uh, we're gonna unveil our latest girls basketball top ten. Uh, time to time to get that out there. Not much has changed, I'll admit, since the one we ran in Thursday's paper last thursday's paper in fact i'm not sure anything has changed because there just weren't very many games played between thursday and tonight so uh yeah we let's get let's get to it right sounds good sounds good i I don't know if you wanted to say something no i'm just (laughs) i'm I'm looking over your top 10 right now colin making sure it's kind of correct okay 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 well our number 10 team leading off here is the champagne central maroons they are nine and nine uh, they went 3-1 and one at the Decatur-Eisenhower Holiday Tournament, losing their opening game, then coming back with three wins. They are at Muhammad Seymour tonight, a team that uh, the Bulldogs with a win tonight against Central definitely could be in our top 10 conversation come Thursday. Our number 9 team is the Oakwood Comets. Comets are 14-4. and four. They went 3-1 and one at the State Farm Holiday Classic Small School Pool. They are at Armstrong Potomac tonight for a Vermilion Valley Conference game. And our number 8 team the Unity Rockets out of the Illini Prairie Conference. They are 12-4 and four on the year. They were in that BSN Classic we were just talking about. In fact, there are three teams in our top 10 that were in that Bismarck tournament, so that's pretty impressive. But back to the Rockets, they went 3-2 and two at the BSN Classic. They are at Rantoul tonight in an Illini Prairie Conference game before visiting Bloomington Central Catholic on Thursday for more league play. And our number 7 team this week is the Ridgeview Mustangs. Ridgeview has the fewest losses in the area among girls' teams right now. They are 16-1. and They won the Monticello Holiday Hoopla Tournament, beating host Monticello in the championship game. Ridgeview's on a six-game win streak ahead of hosting Lexington tonight in Heart of Illinois play. And our number five, or I'm sorry, our number six team is the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Blue Devils are 14-3. and They went 3-2 and at their own BSN Classic. They host Chrisman tonight in a Vermilion Valley game and then visit Westville on Thursday. Our number five team just talked to the head coach of the Villa Grove Heritage Blue Devils. Blue Devils are 13-3. and They finished 4-1 and at the Bismarck BSN Classic with wins over Bismarck and Unity. And as we just said, Villa Grove is at Uni High tomorrow night. Our number four team at 11-4 and on the season, the Sullivan Redskins. Sullivan finished second at Arthur's Knights Holiday Classic, losing only to a good Mount Zion team in the championship game. Sullivan is hosting Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond tonight. Our number three program, sitting at 12-5, the Tri-County Titans. 
Titans finished 3-2 and two at the Charleston Holiday Tournament, easily the smallest school in that pool, playing against a bunch of other big schools like Charleston and Paris and Danville. Uh, Tri-County is hosting Shelbyville tonight in a non-conference game. Our number two team this week is the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. 14-4 and four are the Spartans. They beat Chillicothe IVC on Saturday, one of the few girls teams we actually had playing recently. Uh, but St. Joe is hosting St. Thomas More tonight in a rivalry game. And our number one team once again this week at 16-2 and two is the Prairie Central Hawks. Prairie Central finished 4-1 and one at the Riverton Christmas Classic. They host Olympia tonight in Illini Prairie play and then visit El Paso Gridley tomorrow for a non-conference game. All right, Colin Likas' top 10 will be in the paper later this week. Uh, even if St. Joseph Ogden should be number one, we'll, we'll they could, stick. We'll, they could be. If they if they beat St. Thomas more tonight and Prairie Central loses to Olympia, then St. Joe could have uh, – could have contendership over the number one spot. Feel free to uh, tweet at Colin mm-hmm. if you disagree with any of his picks, or maybe even say nice job, Colin. Too. There you, you go. You can do that, too. I always like nice job. All right, tell you what, we'll uh, stick with girls basketball with uh, one more segment, then uh, we'll finish strong with some boys basketball. We'll be back after this. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. It is 6.30 in downtown Champaign, back with the Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show, sponsored by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. I am Colin Likas, and we are going to keep the train rolling with a little more girls' basketball coverage before we shift over to boys' basketball. Just unveiled our top ten. One team that is right there on the cusp of the top ten, in my opinion, is the Paxton Buckley Lota Panthers. They opened the season with a win over Unity, which is in our top ten. Uh, they took GC, or I'm sorry, they took uh, St. Joe Ogden to overtime uh, a few days after that. Uh, have been really competitive in all of their losses and have some quality wins as well. One of them recently over Tuscola to end the uh, Monticello Holiday Hoopla Tournament. So we are glad to be joined now by a representative of the Panthers. That would be Coach Nathan Lawler. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of our show this week. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Colin. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, uh, as I just got done saying, I mean, your girls have played a really challenging schedule. All the losses are to, to quality opponents, uh, and, and they were all competitive ones. It's not like your girls have been run out of the gym on any night. So, I mean, uh, the direction these girls are heading seems to be a positive one. How do you feel about it? Um, just overly, I'm pretty excited. Uh, this is actually, I think, our best start in my three years uh, since I took over the as the head coach. So, uh, you know, I think our what we tell our girls every day is, you know, our goal is not necessarily to win in, you know, November and December, but to win in February when it matters. So, you know, we just keep approaching it day, day by day. So when it comes time to, you know, regional play, that, that we're ready to go. Well, uh, the Monticello Holiday Hoopla Tournament that you guys just got done with recently is obviously a good one. But, I mean, I feel like we should go back first to the Falcon Bunny tip-off uh, over at Fisher. You guys uh, had a really, really tough uh, go of it as far as schedule is concerned with three Illini Prairie Conference teams in Unity, Monticello, and St. Joe. But, it, I mean, even though the results weren't all perfect, it seemed like your girls probably came out of that uh, even better. Would you agree? Oh, 100%. And, I mean, we saw, you know, some of the some of the best players in in, in the area in that tournament, um, you know, Elise Canuxen from Unity is, um, you know, if not the, you know, her and um, her and Mendel from Bismarck are the two best players I've seen in in quite a while. So seeing some of that quality competition early and, and like you said, you know, playing against teams that are you know winning 15 to 20 games every year, 
and you know coming out of there three and one and losing to St. Joan overtime was really big for our confidence and it's probably one of the reasons why we've been so competitive in every game this year just because we know that hey we can hang with some of the best of, of the best within uh within the area right and then you guys uh you followed it up you got a, a quality win over tri-valley you played st joe ogden close again and then you you jumped into that holiday hoopla beat neoga in a close game beat a, a, a really kind of underrated clinton team in a close game uh, and mm-hmm. then you beat tuscola as well i mean just what were your impressions from that tournament and i i really think in that tournament um you know i've been pretty honest with my girls um, I, I really think our starters, most of them have been starting for two to three years mm-hmm. uh, now. So most of them are experienced. But our bench, we had a lot of new kids in that tournament. Um, we had some kids really just step up and really come into their own at the varsity level. We have a, a sophomore guard, uh, Lorena Arnett, that has been playing really well for us off the bench. And, and then we had uh, senior Emily Adwell come back out. Uh, she hasn't, hasn't played the last two years, and she's been really – huge off the bench she's uh, I think one of the better shooters within our area and uh, between her and junior Hannah Schwartz um, you know the teams the last two uh, games we've been zoned and we've hit eight and ten threes watching girls basketball is pretty phenomenal so um, we just have a lot of a lot of skill a lot of uh, scoring ability it just you know getting those that tournament showed us that we have to win in different ways we can't always win by pressing uh, you know the, for 32 minutes and sometimes we got to win it uh, by playing half court basketball, so it's a good mix of things. And and as you mentioned, you know, each one of those teams we played had a different skill set that we hadn't seen up uh, up to that point. So it was a great, great experience. And uh, you know, playing a Ridgeview team that's really good uh, was was a great experience for us as well, especially as we move closer to uh, conference play. Talking with Paxton Buckley Lota, girls basketball coach Nathan Lawler, and you started mentioning the names of some of the girls who have made an impact for you. Uh, the the one girl you didn't mention, and uh, probably more of a product of you have to mention her all the time, really, because Mackenzie Bruns <laughs> is uh, she's having a good season to say the least. She scored her thousandth point recently, and she's been putting up some crazy point totals, some above thirty point totals. She had twenty two in your guys' last game against Hayworth. I mean, what more can you really say about what Mackenzie's done on the floor this season? Um, I mean, I think just the growth in her as, I mean, as, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago, Colin, it's just the growth with her, you know, she's always had basketball talent, but you can really feel her kind of take charge of, of the team. And I think in that in Monticello, we saw a kid that is learning when to take control of games. I mean, uh, when we were playing against Clinton and Tuscola, uh, she had over, I believe eight to, you know, over eight points in, in the fourth quarter in both games. So, you know, when she's our closer, um, you know, she's the one who gets us into our offense and, you know, really expanded her game with some different scoring moves. And she's hit some threes that, uh, you know, she didn't necessarily always shoot last year. So she just really expanded her game. And like I said, she's just been a uh, phenomenal leader and teammate, which has, you know, really got everyone on, on the same page and been a big part of our success. Well, uh, you guys are off to a three and zero start in Sangamon Valley Conference play. You got the conference tournament coming up in a couple weeks, but uh, really looking at your schedule right now, you got some interesting games coming up here. You guys are at Urbana next, and then you uh, visit Eureka and Centennial. So uh, obviously, three mm-hmm. non-conference opponents, three different sort of tests. Uh, I guess, what are you hoping to learn out of the girls from these games, and uh, how much do you think uh, they might help heading into that conference tournament? Oh, I mean, when we added Urbana and Centennial on our uh, schedule two years ago, I mean, a lot of that was to see some athleticism that uh, that we don't always see. 
and you know, or I'm really looking forward to playing Urbana on on Thursday because they're a team that on any given night can hang with the best teams in in the area. I mean, they've beaten a really you know I think underrated uh, Champagne Central team. So um, I, you know, we're going to see different types of zone defenses and just again uh, different um, types of teams as as you mentioned with within not only how how they play but also with size and, and ability because we're not necessarily the biggest team around. So it will be a good chance for us to, you know, see some, some bigger schools, different athleticism, and just different styles of play that will help, you know, help us as we move forward uh, within not only conference play but also post. Yeah, and you talk about postseason and just it's something I, I ask plenty of coaches, but uh, it, it's something I'm sure that coaches think about just uh, what the potential is of their, their group of kids that they got and uh, how are you feeling about that direction and what these girls might be able to do come regional time and, and possibly beyond. Well, I, I think our seniors have, you know, unfortunately for uh, two two of our seniors that have played all four years, uh, Kira Lance and, and Mackenzie Bruns, uh, they have been to a regional final for all, all three years, uh, but unfortunately we haven't, you know, finished the job. So I think for them it's, you know, getting getting a, a good seed in, in our subsectional and then it's, you know, getting back to that uh, regional championship game and this time finishing it. And then from there, you know, we're going to take it game by game. But I really know they're motivated um, just, again, to, to not only get to the regional final, but we we, we want to come away with, with – with a win so that's really the big thing for our, i think our senior class and that's you know that's the next step for our program you know we keep talking about being good like we're good you know we want to get into that great conversation so you know people are talking at us um, you know with with the same level as you know saint joe and some of those other really competitive small schools in uh, champaign fort county Nathan Lawler, coach of the Paxton Buckley Loda girls basketball team. Nathan, thank you again for being part of our show this week, and good luck to your girls moving forward. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. It's about 6.39 here on the Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. We are going to take our final break, but uh, don't go away because we have a lot left to cover here. Uh, boys basketball top 10. We're going to be joined over the phone by a few Tuscola boys basketball players and we're also going to be joined in a pre-recorded segment by Leroy boys basketball coach Mark Edmondson. So stay tuned for all of that. Now back to high school prep basketball confidential brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World where when you buy from us you get the whole store. 6.42, we are back with our last segment of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. I am Colin Likas, joined by Evan Kahn. Jim Rosso is out for the night because we have so much left that we don't need him. Sorry, Jim. But uh, let's get on to our boys basketball top 10 because we still got two more segments after that. Uh, our number 10 team this week in boys basketball, we got one new team this week. It is the Leroy Panthers. We're going to hear from their coach, Mark Edmondson, in a little bit. But Leroy jumps into the rankings at 10-1 and one on the season. Only loss is to a good Ridgeview team. Leroy currently is on a five-game win streak and visits both Clinton and Fieldcrest this week. Our number 9 team up one spot this week is the Paxton Buckley Lota Panthers. Panthers are 10-2. and two. They uh, reach double-digit victories by defeating Rantoul on Friday. They are looking to improve to 3-0 and in Sangamon Valley Conference play when they host Moments on Friday. Our number 8 team, no change this week, is the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Bulldogs are 7-6. and six. They uh, lost to Normal West on Saturday at the Taylorville shootout. They now turn their focus to Effingham on Tuesday in the Apollo Conference. 
Our number seven team up two spots this week, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are nine and four. They defeated Cisna Park on Friday in a game that I got to see live. Uh, St. Joe hosts Williamsville on Tuesday before facing Farmington on Saturday. Our number six team up one spot this week, the Centennial Chargers. Chargers are 8-6. and six. They defeated Limestone on Saturday in Taylorville. They get to face nobody this week because they have the week off. Our number five team this week, no change in the ranking, 12-0 Tuscola Warriors. The Warriors defeated Arcola on Friday in a throwback game, had throwback uniforms on both sides. Pretty cool spectacle. Tuscola is facing Clinton on Friday in a Central Illinois game. Our number four team, no change this week, the Prairie Central Hawks. The Hawks are 13-4. They are bringing a two-game win streak into their game on Tuesday against El Paso Gridley. Our number three team, no change this week. We had their boys on the show earlier tonight, the Urbana Tigers. The Tigers are 7-7. Seven and seven. They have been out of action for 11 days when they host Crispus Attucks on Friday, a team out of Indiana. Our number two team, again, no change this week, is the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils. The Blue Devils are 14-0. They are just one of two local unbeatens remaining besides Tuscola. Bismarck has won 13 of its games by double figures and is at Milford on Tuesday. And remaining our number one team, despite some struggles of late, the Danville Vikings. Vikings are 9-5, but they play a very tough schedule, and Tevin Smith has been sidelined with an injury the last several games, so losing a Division I prospect certainly is tough. But Danville's going to try to get back on track on Wednesday against Champaign Central in a game I plan to attend at Central. So now let's jump in to our boys basketball segment with the Tuscola boys. Specifically, glad to be joined now by Ben Dixon, Jacob Kibler, and Silas Horton. Boys, thank you so much for being part of our show tonight. And uh, Ben, let's lead off with you since we, we called your phone to uh, to get this interview going. But uh, you guys are obviously off to a great start at 12-0. and 0. A lot of excitement around the program, winning the Monticello Holiday Hoopla for the first time. Uh, how high is the confidence with this group of boys right now? Well, I don't think it could be any higher, almost any higher at this point when, since we've already made history in our program winning that hoopla for the first time and being 12-0 and 0 right now. Yeah, and uh, Jacob, I talked with uh, Grant Hardwick after you guys won the hoopla. Uh, I know we talked uh, the day before when you guys defeated Monticello in basically a semifinal game, but uh, just uh, what, what did you guys take away from that tournament, Jacob, that's uh, hopefully going to allow you to pick up some more wins this season? What are some of the big things you guys are focusing on after that tournament? Well, quite frankly, we realized that uh, we could be pretty successful on defense, and we, we have a good chance of uh, scoring some points as well. We we think that uh, we'll, we'll be very successful moving forward after that tournament with confidence and uh, many other things. And Silas, let's throw it over to you. Uh, uh, this Tuscola team, I mean, I'm sure expectations were high coming in. I mean, you guys had a lot of returning pieces, even though you had a few really important guys graduate. Uh, do you feel like you guys, I mean, is this really a surprise to you at this point, what you guys are doing, or were you kind of expecting to have this level of success this early on? Uh, you know, I kind of expected to have this level of success because, I mean, we've been playing together for a while, this group. And then adding Jalen, a key piece to our team, he just brings us all together. And overall, I just think we click, and I'm not at all surprised that we're 12-0 and so far. 
Sure. Talking with three Tuscola boys basketball players, Ben Dixon, Jacob Kibler, and Silas Horton. Ben, I'll throw it back to you. I mean, I know there's a lot of scoring options on this team, yourself included, but uh, when I've watched I've watched you guys play three games now this season, and uh, Ben, it seems like you're kind of the guy who's you know banging down there for the boards, trying to, to get those rebounds, get those greasy baskets if necessary. Uh, is is that a style of play you really you really enjoy that you really take pride in? I mean, uh, what's it like down there for you playing down in the down in the post, getting kind of those dirty buckets and things like that well to start off that wasn't really my thing but I realized I needed to fill a role with this team like I know we have people that can score some score better than me and we need more rebounding that's one of our weak spots and it's just that's like a pride thing for me now and that's what I go after Sure, sure. And Jacob, I'll throw it back to you. Uh, there's just a lot of, like I just said, there's a lot of guys on this team that can shoot. We know Jalen can shoot, obviously, and you and Grant and uh, Cole Cunningham, I mean, have, have all been able to light it up from, from both outside and inside. I guess, uh, what is the key to your guys to you guys getting so many uh, open looks, getting so many opportunities for different guys to, to score the basketball? I mean, we, we shoot a lot in practice, so our, our, that partly comes from our high percentages and Cole and Grant are, are really confident at set, getting set and shooting and Jalen quite frankly he, he pulls a lot of defenders towards him so when, whenever he does that it, it leaves people open on the three-point line from him drawing so much attention so when, once he pulls those defenders and makes a good pass to one of them I mean it's just a confidence thing from there and they sure do have both they both have the confidence to do it. Absolutely. And uh, Silas, I mean, uh, we've been talking about how much good this program is doing right now, obviously winning every game you guys have played so far, but I'm sure you're not satisfied. What is there still to work on for this group? What are some things you guys are really going to be focused in on going into the second half of the regular season? Uh, I think what we need to work on the most is just uh, rebounding and crashing the boards so we get more shot opportunities. I mean, our rebounding has been good recently, but, I mean, we could still improve on that and just get more opportunities to shoot more because we have high-level shooters. Absolutely. Well, I'll get you guys each one more question here before I, I know you guys. Uh, Coach told me you're going to go see the the Arcola-Tuscola uh, girls basketball game tonight, and that actually leads into one of my other questions. Ben, I'll throw it to you. Uh, you guys played in that rivalry game, the Cola Wars game, on Friday night at Arcola. You guys came out with a 68-42 win. But I think uh, even maybe the, the bigger thing, the bigger spectacle surrounding that was just the throwback uniforms and, and the things of that nature. How cool was it for you guys to play in kind of those older style uniforms and kind of honor some of the past players? Uh, it's, it's really cool, like, to be part of, like, be able to be part of that and show our respect to the teams that have been successful before. Absolutely. And, uh, Jacob, uh, you guys are in the middle of a, a really tough road trip, really. I mean, Arcola was the first in a four-game road trip, and then you're home for one game, and then you're on the road for two more games. So not going to be seeing a lot of your, your gym for games. Uh, how are you guys going to, to stay stay focused, stay steady on the road, make sure you don't slip up with all this time away from Tuscola? Well, I'd like to say that I think we have a, a really good fan base as well that come to a lot of our games and the more the more games we see the more fans come so it, it, it's really welcoming to uh, go to a away game and see so many people there and so many people support us so so that's one that's one way how we kind of deal with that and I, I say we 
we focused pretty well on away games just from the preparation and focus that that we have for uh, our opponents. And uh, Silas, I'll uh, have you wrap this up. Uh, obviously, you guys uh, kind of surpassed your seed last year. You guys were seeded kind of low and ended up winning a regional title. Uh, I'm sure that, that created some confidence in the program, and now you guys are 12-0 and this season. I mean, what are the expectations for this group moving forward? What are you guys hopeful that you can accomplish as the season goes on? Uh, I hope we just achieve success, which we've already done, and I hope we just achieve it going on from now and that uh we keep shooting the ball at a high level like we always have been and that this continues so we can just keep winning a very very diplomatic answer not setting too many goals or any bulletin board material is it's always a good decision but uh tuscola's ben dixon jacob kibler and silas horton boys thank you so much for joining me enjoy the game tonight in arcola all right thank you thank you thank you Always good to hear from our Tuscola folks. I've been covering quite a few of their games so far this season as it's worked out, just kind of a matter of both convenience and the fact that Tuscola is playing really well. As I said before, one of two teams left in the area, boys or girls, that hasn't lost, the other one being the Bismarck boys. So, uh, yeah, Tuscola, I I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing them more in the Associated Press rankings that are going to start up again here this week. We've got one more segment on this show, and then I'll wrap up with some final thoughts. Let's pitch it over to a pre-recorded interview I had uh, earlier this morning, actually, with Leroy Boys basketball coach Mark Edmondson. Uh, the Leroy Boys are 10-1, and as I mentioned before, off to a really good start this season. Uh, talked with Coach Edmondson about a variety of topics, including the, the team's season-opening tournament in Cerro Gordo and much more. Let's hear from him. Early on, you try to look at some games and see where your record might be, um, although that's not the absolute priority. But we're, we're probably – I probably didn't imagine 10-1 and because you usually slip up a couple of times. Uh, but I have a good group, so I did expect success. So we're, we're better than I expected, but I, I did expect this to be pretty good. We played some teams we weren't used to playing. We saw a lot of – we saw three teams that we never see up here. And I knew that uh, the Little Grove Heritage team – um, was pretty good last year and had some people back. That was that was a game where it was it was more about battling and kind of the physicalness rather than basketball, which I think showed us that we could we could be something because these guys, you know, a lot of them hadn't played varsity and and it's a new environment. But that one, and we we beat them rather handily. Um, I don't think they played their best game, but we beat them rather handily, which gave us a little bit of confidence. But then. <laughs> quickly got shot back down when we did go to Ridgeview. And I think that loss probably helped us as much as, as any of the wins did. And, and since then, um, we've, we've, they've just, they just keep improving, which we usually do. And getting ready to go into our conference season, it's, it's going to be a different ball game. So it's good to see. Let's talk about some individual guys. I mean, uh, the offense has been clicking, especially since that loss to Ridgeview. You guys haven't scored fewer than 60 points in a single game. Is there any one guy you can really point to as a key to that, or is it has it been a, a balanced system? It is very balanced. Um, Logan Peterson is our leading scorer at about 15 a game, um, but it has to do with kind of the way we're playing. We've we've really bought in, and I think it's how we play best is to pushing the basketball. And Logan runs the floor really well. Uh, he he gets out ahead and, and gets himself in position, so we're able to get the ball to him in the post when we do push it. But you're right about the balance. It's it's we play it anywhere from six to eight guys, and I I don't know that we have a shooter scorer. We just have six to eight 
fairly evenly skilled and talented kids that, that play together really well and don't care about being the leading scorer. And, and that'll be played up tempo. I think they're enjoying that and playing in the open floor together. And, and it's, it's really, it's an extremely fun team to coach. Take me through what a couple of these other guys bring to the table. Yeah, the, the other starters are the, the Buckles twins, Mason and Max, and Caleb Moore and Ty Egan. Um, Caleb Moore and, and Mason and Max, are they're all about 6'1", 6'2", and so it's fairly long for Class A and good athletes. And they, they play the front of our pressure. Um, for their height, they're all skilled in handling the ball. Um, all adequate shooters can play the post so they're they're really diverse in that you know it's not this guy's going to shoot the three or this guy is going to going to only sit on the post they can do about anything and they're really good in the open floor and ty egan is our point guard um which he's gradually been learning since he's been in high school uh, and getting better at it every day he can shoot the three uh he's gotten a lot stronger physically actually physically stronger and and can handle the pressure to get the ball down the floor and he is getting a lot better at running our break and actually running the team, calling plays and calling the defense and getting smarter. And they really, even though it's early January, it's a little early, they really are coming together earlier than I expected. What do you feel this group's capable of doing? My goal is, is always to win a regional. And with some of our teams, it's hopefully to get to a regional championship. But I certainly think they have uh, the ability to win a regional. Um, some people care, you know, that 20 game mark is a big deal to somebody. I, I don't look at that a whole lot, but I, I think they're absolutely capable of that from where we're at right now. Um, once you win the regional, uh, you, you just don't know. It's a little bit of a luck of the draw as to who you get there and then who you're going to see on the other side. Um, and, and some, some years you actually get an easier game in the sectional than you did in your regional championship. And, and so that happens as you move along. So the, the, uh, the win in the regional is always the goal, and then everything else on top of that is just icing on the cake. And I think the pressure is off at that point. I know it is for me. Um, then, then I think it's just it's a bonus, and it's fun, and you just see where you can get to. And that was Leroy Boys basketball coach Mark Edmondson. Great insight from him, as always. Heart of Illinois Conference play will start ramping up here for the Leroy Boys as they try to improve upon their 10-1 record so far this season. Their, uh, their next game will be at Clinton, though. That is a non-conference game for them. That is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. That'll do it for all we've got for this show today. It's uh, yeah, It's been a full show. Great to be back on the air. We will be back full-time, well, hopefully full-time anyway, on WDWS moving forward. I guess that all depends on University of Illinois basketball games, either men or women. I haven't uh, I haven't looked at the schedule to see what, what might come up. But, yeah, uh, hoping to have some more Big 12 athletes, as I said, to lead off our show next week. I already think I have that in the works, but uh, I don't want to reveal it just yet. If you have any other guests you want to see on our show moving forward, whether they be students or or even coaches, I guess, uh, let me know. See like us at news-gazette.media is my email address. Shout me out. Uh, That's going to do it. Been great. Evan Kahn, Colin Likas, Dick Van Dyke, Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. We'll be back this time next week. Yeah, that'll put a wrap on our show here on Light Rock 97.5. Back on both stations next week, News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, as well as here, WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Back to the Coach Brad Underwood show this week as well down at Papa Dell's. Brian Barnhart all set up with the coach down there, coming off a win against Purdue. Got two more games this week, big week for the Illini. We'll see what they have to say.